Entrepreneur Podcast with your hosts, Miranda and Rosie, a podcast for both new and established estheticians to learn and grow your business. So let's get this shit started. Hi guys, welcome back to the new episode of Estepreneur. Today, me and Miranda are going to talk about how to become an advanced esthetician, what it actually is, and all the ins and outs of it. Uh, Miranda is an advanced esthetician, so she knows a lot more about the scope of practice and all the modalities as compared to me. So she is going to be the one taking over the episode this week. So go ahead, Miranda. Okay, so we're going to talk about um, being an advanced esthetician. Is it worth it to you? Um, Have you looked into your scope of practice in the state that you live in? What do you want to specialize in? And really, what path does it take to get there? What is an advanced esthetician and what do they do? An advanced esthetician can do higher levels of chemical peels. They can do more advanced needling. We can do laser services, so laser hair removal, laser facials, vein removal, uh, pigmentation, etc. Body sculpting, skin tightening, we can work with radio frequency and IPL. So Miranda, what actually took you to become an advanced esthetician? What did you... Like, what made you to go for advanced instead of just the basic aesthetics? Yeah, honestly, um, microneedling is what really got me into the idea of doing advanced aesthetics. I was seeing microneedling all over Instagram. I was seeing what it could do for people. And then I had a friend who had a lot of deep acne scarring, and she started doing needling. And I was like, holy shit, this this stuff works, and it works good. Um, So I knew I wanted to offer microneedling because I wanted to be a part of people's skin journey where they're seen big changes like that. Um, And that's when I realized that in the state of Oregon, you have to be an advanced esthetician to offer advanced needling. So then I started looking into advanced schooling. And um, while I was in school, I ended up falling in love with lasers. And now that's my specialty. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, well, let's see if I'm going to like laser as much as you do, because I've always been in a place where I'm like, you know what, I don't really care about the laser. But Most of med spas, if you do have a med spa, laser is a part of the modality Uh like you offer. Now I'm going to the same school Miranda is going and uh, learning advanced aesthetics. I mean, every state is different. Most of the stuff that are in this uh, course, I've already done them. But there are things that I haven't done, which is like body sculpting, Uh laser, IPL. Those are the things that I didn't touch at all because my focus was mainly chemical peels and microneedling. And that's another thing we should talk about looking into your state. You have to first look into the state that you're living in. What is the requirements from the state? Are you allowed to do microneedling without an advanced aesthetics license? Because some mm-hmm. states are completely fine with it. I mean, in, or in Georgia, it is different. We don't have to. We we don't have to go to an advanced aesthetic school. We don't have any. The only one license we have is, I think, is aesthetics. And if you want to do advanced aesthetics, then you have to take extra courses, go to other people, and learn. And then you can work under a medical director to own a med spa. So that was uh, sure. one of the reasons that I just sticked with chemical peel and microneedling instead of going with laser school. Yeah. But uh, five years down the road, I'm going the same path that I was <laughs> I was like thinking it's not even needed. <laughs> well, it really does come down to the state you live in too. So when you are thinking about doing advanced aesthetics or not, um, really starting at looking into your state regulations and what you can actually do with um, your aesthetics license versus your advanced license in the state you live in is going to play a huge factor into your choice that you make. When you're looking into what you can do with that advanced aesthetics license in your state and you're deciding what you might want to specialize in or what you have in mind, um, again, like I said, my initial 
attraction was microneedling. However, I actually ended up falling more in love with laser. Um, I think keeping an open mind is pretty important because when you go into it just thinking that you're going to do one thing, maybe that's body sculpting or tattoo removal, um, just seeing what in your state is going to be beneficial to you and what is going to make you money, what's popular, looking into um, services that are already offered around yeah. you and if those businesses are getting a lot of clients because something that might be interesting to you the most might not be the most beneficial in yeah. the long run and might not be what keeps you busy. Actually looking into the trends and following the trend could also help you decide that, oh, is this something I want to do because advanced aesthetic license or medical aesthetics license which is in california we just looked it up yeah it costs a lot of money i mean right now i'm paying 20 grand only to go back to school to learn almost half the things that i've already known but having the licenses for me it is beneficial because i want to i want to do more advanced treatments and i want to get into laser and ipl and be able to do more advanced treatments. So it is beneficial. But if you're somebody that is interested into waxing, or maybe like you love lashes, that yeah. might not be the route for you. I mean, <laughs> yeah. you don't need it at all. Yeah. So definitely keeping in mind that if it's really going to be helpful. And also look into the career advice. Like, do you want to work at a med spa? Do you want to own a med yeah. spa? Yes. Are you going to work for somebody um, are you going to work in a plastic surgery's office? Are you going to work for a dermatologist? Yes. Are you going to work hourly? Are you going to work only commission? Do you like working weekends? <laughs> because weekends are a pretty big one in this industry, especially starting out. You're for yeah. sure going to be working some Saturdays and you're going to want to because those are like the busiest days. Clients have off time. Yeah. Those are the time that they can come for their appointments. Yes. Um, my my weekend is actually Monday and Tuesday. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> Everybody is going back to work yes. is my weekend time. Yeah. So. And when you're doing advanced services, um, a lot of people need at least a 24-hour downtime after that service. And so a lot of people like to come in on a Friday night or a Saturday morning because they can just hang out at home for the weekend and not have to worry about going into the office the next day or being outside or, um, you know, whatever it is that they need to stay away from. So that's, yeah, that's a big one too. Not that you have to work every Saturday the rest of your life, but you're going to want to work some weekends. We also wanted to talk about when you are um, choosing a place to work, whether that is at a plastic surgeon or dermatologist, med spa, working for yourself. And then are you going to work hourly? Are you going to do commission? Are you going to do some kind of mix of both? How are you going to get paid and what type of pay is going to work best for you? What I wanted to say about this point that you just mentioned about commission and hourly Mm -hmm. and all of that. I know the podcast is for estheticians who are entrepreneurs, but every entrepreneur has started somewhere working for somebody else. And I'm like, I started my own practice after like being in the industry for seven, eight years and working for somebody else, learning ins and outs. And that's when I felt confident. So one thing that people should keep in mind is that don't just uh, ignore these like commission-based jobs or like jobs that are paying you good because you're going to learn so much more. They have the advanced machines. Mm -hmm. They have all the equipments that you would get to practice on. You might not be able to start on your own with all these big expensive machines. So it's always good as an advanced esthetician to work at somebody else's practice learn a lot and be confident enough yes. in your skills and then maybe you can think about like okay I want to own my med spa now sure yeah because the devices are expensive and again you might start out thinking that you love one thing but then 
maybe you are going to be busier doing something else. So your your mind might shift and your skills your skill set is for sure going to shift because you're going to hone in on what um, what you're good at, what you love, and what you want to grow with. But these devices are expensive. I mean, yeah. I think the average laser costs at least one hundred and fifty thousand dollars. Yeah. Right. So that's unless a big you're expense. unless you're buying it from Alibaba. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> Those are the ones that yes. are cheaper, but they're not FD approved. And also yeah. if something happens, I mean, who's going to repair the machine and who's yeah. going to come actually fix it? Yeah. Last last month we had a machine issue, like the laser machine broke down and then we had to like fly somebody in, come fix it. And it doesn't yeah. happen with the <laughs> Alibaba machines. That's what yeah. you should keep in mind. Uh, yeah. So yeah, and laser machines are expensive. They are expensive and um, they're great devices to have, but you know, what can you put that initial investment into is really what it's going to come down to. I mean, even microneedling devices are expensive. I think when I was in school, we were offered by a rep a discount for a standard microneedling device at discount was $6,000. Yeah. And that's... <laughs> yeah. Mm, laser machines yeah. Are, are microneedling machines. Even like starting um, accounts with like good skincare oh, lines sure. are so expensive. Yeah. You were just saying so, that earlier. Yeah, it is really expensive starting yeah. up with these uh, big brands and stuff. So Frankie is here <laughs> wiggling his tail. So yeah, you have to keep the, those things in mind. Sorry, we, I cannot, like, one thing is that I cannot get rid of my dogs, and we have to have the podcast in this room. Yeah. <laughs> Bruce is literally right now laying down by... They were doing yeah. really good at first. Yeah. <laughs> and then Frankie just comes in and needed a little attention for a second. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so, Miranda, my question is that when you picked the advanced aesthetic school, mm-hmm. what did you look into? Because I actually followed you. Oh, yeah. I, just, <laughs> I just went to the school, yeah. whichever you went to, but what was the reason you picking that school? Sure. So I started out by just calling a handful of schools, starting at the ones closest to me, um, and kind of worked my way out as far as I was willing to commute. Mm -hmm. And then I narrowed it down to two schools um, that I wanted to tour after talking on the phone with them. And Mm -hmm. the first school that I went to was actually my first choice. And um, I went and I just did not quite vibe with them. I Mm -hmm. I didn't feel very comfortable there. Um, it just, my gut was just telling me it wasn't right. Yeah. And then I went same to, here. <laughs> yes, you same know, school, yeah. we're talking about the same school. We're not, gonna, yeah, we're not t- yeah. taking names, but we both know what we're talking yes. about. <laughs> so some of you may too. Um, yeah. So I went to the second school, um, which was actually my second pick, which was the Aesthetics Institute in Portland. And as soon as I walked through the door, it was just so much more comfortable and they were so welcoming. Everywhere I looked, I saw a device, a nice device. There was beds everywhere. Girls were working on each other. Everyone was doing something. There was clients coming in and out of the door. Everybody was just having a good time and and working. They weren't just sitting around. Everybody was doing something, and there was a lot of equipment to work with, and that really caught my eye because... You want more hands-on practice. hands-on practice. The stuff we're doing is... It can be dangerous if not done correctly. So you want to yeah. be taught well. You want to have lots of practice, yeah. and you want to know that you are safely providing those services for people. And I was just very impressed with um, how much they had to offer yeah. as far as hands-on training. And yes, yeah. and some people actually don't have the proper knowledge in terms of which school to pick. And I was one of them because when I came from Pakistan, I had a certification. We don't have state boards there, so we have certification. 
which goes about six to six months to a year where you just learn all the basics and everything. And I got lucky that um, as a refugee, we had a uh, nonprofit organization that were offering classes for women to learn new skills. And one of the courses was cosmetology. And I was like interested. I was like, you know what? I'm going to go for this yeah, and I'm going to learn it. Awesome. So learned all of that. When I came here, I was so confident that my certification is going to get me the license. <laughs> yeah. When I came here, I realized, oh, shoot, I got to go back to school. Now, I didn't know the difference between the cosmetologist and esthetician. Even okay. back then, I didn't know what's the difference. I wanted to work on skin, but my boss who hired me, she was, um, she wanted me to do like um, waxing and facials and stuff. And uh, she hired me to do eyebrow threading. That's one thing that you didn't need any license in, uh, in Georgia. So I started working and she told me to go to cosmetology school. And she was like, I, I told her, I said, I don't have enough money. I'm already spending money in uh, in school. Like I was going for my pre-med. Yeah. So I was like, I don't have enough money and I can't do two schools. So she was like, I know a school that will take you. You ha would have to do evening classes from 5 p.m. to 9 p.m. That's what you would have to do. And they would train you and everything. But you have to collect five more girls because then they would give you a huge discount. And instead of paying oh like God. 15 grand, you would end up paying 3000 so I was like, what? Oh sure. So that, yeah, that's what I did. I collected some of the girls that I knew. I told them, hey, do you want to do cosmetology? Come along. Come along. Save me some money. And they save money too because if we have a collective group, we all like collectively get sure. a discount. So we got a discount and I started the school. And then sooner than later, I realized that, oh, shoot. I wanted to be an esthetician. This is, I don't want to cut hair. Yeah. I don't want to do nails. So lack of knowledge, nobody sure. provided me information and I just followed somebody else's lead who didn't know what I actually wanted to do and with my career ended up taking so many extra classes for uh, acne specialists and laser and yeah. uh, not laser, sorry, chemical peel and microneedling, which I ended up spending an extra 10 grand on top of what I've already paid. Yeah. So if I were to go to a proper school, I probably wouldn't have to pay that much. Mm -hmm. And that was one of the major mistakes I made. And I want you guys to understand what each license does and what what is the scope of practice. Yeah. As a cosmetologist, you can work on skin, but the part of skin is very minimal. When you go to school for cosmetology, you're mainly learning about hair and nails. You're not learning that much about skin. So skin is mainly for estheticians. So if you are planning to become one, just don't make the mistake I made. I mean, um, the school was not, honestly, was not even a good school. And I'm not even so proud of taking the name of the school. When people ask me, where did I study? I'm like, you, I don't want you to judge my skills yeah. based on the school because I did a lot of extra education mm -hmm. afterwards. Yeah. So choose the right school and just don't dump your money in these like bullshit schools that are not Absolutely. even going to teach you everything i did the tour with the uh, the aesthetic institute as well uh, last year and i also realized that they had a lot of like equipments and people were they had like clients and people mm -hmm. were working on each other it was pretty busy yeah. and that's what i want to and i'm like you know what i want to go to a school where i get the most hands-on practice because i'm not good with laser and when i do something i want to be the best at it or i'm not even going to touch it so right. Be very, very mindful when you're picking your school. Yeah, it's also good to um, ask a lot of questions when you are touring and do tour. Don't just make a phone call and have that be it or check out mm -hmm. the website. Like, go there, talk to the instructors, tour, um, ask them to show you the equipment, ask them to talk to you about what the book work's going to look like. 
ask them how many clients they normally get because you're going to want to have clients while you're in school. Yes, it can be nerve-wracking and a little anxious feeling to have your first clients when you're in school, but you're going to much rather have them in school than whenever you start practicing professionally outside of school. Yeah. And when people are coming to schools to get um, treatments done, they know a student's working on them. Yeah. They're, they're already aware. Nice. Yeah. yeah. They know what they're doing. They're getting huge discounts. They know that you're a student. It's okay. Don't be nervous. <laughs> it's, yeah. It's really a great way to get your hands on real skin and practice what you're doing before you take it into your own business or somebody else's business. Yeah. yeah. Also, having schools that have extra equipment, yes, if you purchase the equipment down the road, you would have a rep who would teach you, mm-hmm. but most of the time... When you're out of school, you're not going to purchase an equipment. You're going to look for a job. If you go to your job place and you tell them, hey, in my school, I did work with like, I did work with Exceed Pen or like maybe the Skin Pen. Or I did use this laser and I had these clients and I do have this experience. It is going to add a lot in your resume. It's going to make you look very credible and also like would be a good plus for your job finding her thing like you can find a good job land a good job at a plastic surgery uh, office like that's one of the things I mean I would suggest um before I came to Oregon I was working for Atlanta face and body that's hands down one of the best plastic surgery centers I have worked with I had a really good decent paying job and I quit that only to work at that at that place and it was an hour drive Oh my because gosh, you were commuting every day? Yeah, I was commuting every day. Hour <laughs> drive to Atlanta downtown, going okay. to Atlanta Face and Body. Because I did the interview with them the first time, and it was like a very intense interview. They weren't hiring me for a medical esthetician. They had the position, but they were looking for a surgical assistant for the plastic surgeon. I was like, you know what? I want to get my... I want to get inside this place. You know yeah. why? Because even if I am working at the even if I'm working at the surgery center, I can still be in touch with the clients and the aesthetic side. I can see a lot of the equipments they're using. I can see like monitor all the other things that they're doing. That's where I saw the cool sculpting and everything and got to know about these other modalities before even going to school it's really important to also look at a job place that has that has a lot more to offer to you and not just pay my pay got reduced honestly when I went to that place but I was like you know what it's fine I am going to learn something out of this place and it's gonna help me so much in my career down the road that yeah that helped me understand how a plastic surgery center and a med spot can run together look for jobs that would have to offer more than just a good salary Mm -hmm. where you have a better scope of growth where you can actually learn more from people around you and uh, yeah sometimes it can be hard to find jobs like that but I mean I kept trying for a year until I got into Atlanta face and body I was like you know what I'm getting (laughs) getting in here they they actually had to do another second round of interview with me and I finally I was like aren't these people done with my interviews like I want to just get hired when do I start (laughs) yeah but when I worked started working with them such an amazing team like I still like talk to the people from my old job place and they're really good people especially the plastic surgeon uh Dr. Whitaker she is amazing never even like thought that okay I'm not gonna teach this person my this is my work or this is my thing she would like just go out of her way to teach you something I was very emotional when I left that place because I got married and moved here so they told me that hey if you ever have to come back your position is available I'm like well thank you so much but let's pray I don't have to come (laughs) back and this marriage does work out (laughs) even if it doesn't you can come 
stay with me. <laughs> I'll keep eating you. Yeah, so so no, that's everything will be great. Yeah. Just uh finding the right job place is also yeah. very important. Yes, especially when you are um working for somebody else. You want to find somebody that you share the same morals with really because you are dealing with other humans <laughs> like we are treating yeah. real life humans so you want to make sure that your ethics and morals line up with um, the business that you're choosing to partner up with and make sure that you guys um, are on the same page and want to treat your clients the same way and have that compassion and love for every one of your clients initially the places I have worked it was very toxic extremely toxic very disrespectful and that was one of the major reasons of me was like, you know what, I'm going to work 80 hours for myself than to work 40 hours for your fucking yeah. ass. Because I know I can run the shit better than you. I can do it better than you. And I just have to do it, you know. Yeah. Uh, but at the end of the day, you also have to realize that not everybody is an entrepreneur and not everybody wants to commit to a full working schedule. Like, yeah. you know, we, if you have your business um, and even if you're working on commission, it's not a nine to five job. <laughs> no. It, like you, uh, no. working for commission, think of it as of like owning your business without having to work the logistics and yes. everything. Yeah. Um. Uh, so you have to like find your own clients sometimes. I mean, I try to post on social media and talk about the services we're offering, so I can also bring clients in and yeah. stuff. So it's kind of like not same as the nine to five and salary job it's much different right. not everybody's made for yeah. that if you're not made for it don't feel guilty don't feel bad just do the nine to five job yeah. and learn the skills but i know anybody who's been an esthetician at the end of the day someday or one day they want to own their own business yeah and working an hourly job is there are benefits to it um mm -hmm. one you're getting paid no matter what even if you're just standing there folding laundry for the next four hours guess what yeah. you're still getting paid when you are working a commission job you do have the opportunity to make a lot more money and but you also have to work a lot more work a lot harder yeah if you are not like for example me and you're not like with clients we're not making money it's no. it, we can't stay at the spot you like we yeah have to start making content start making content yeah. and start with like advertise, advertise. And clients and it's there's no safety net when you are choosing to work a commission-based job. Even though the reward can be much higher, you you have to know that that's right for you. And if it is right for you, then that's great. If hourly is a better place for you to start, don't be afraid to go for an hourly job. It all works out in the end. You just have to figure yeah. out what's going to be right for you at that time in your life. Just because you're an advanced, advanced esthetician and you got the license, don't think that you now have to go and own your own practice. Yeah. Um, it's it's not practical in my opinion. I mean, if you have the support system, you have something to fall back on. Be my guest. Go ahead and yeah. do it. No problem. You can just start, start your own practice. But know that you might not be ready for all the unknown challenges and yeah. hurdles that all are going to come your way. Rent, you have advertising. So like, many things like everything. marketing and um, the, products. the products. And you are one man Decorating. running the whole show. Like yeah. everything. Everything. Branding. Yeah. Like making sure your brand is on point. And all of those yeah. things could be... A lot so yeah initially when you're starting out if you find a job it's uh, salary based go ahead and take it grab that opportunity mm -hmm. because you can on the side start working and looking into like commission-based job yeah. and then eventually after commission-based once you're confident that okay now I can I can see if I don't get paid can I still be somebody who wants to have a business yeah you know because as a commission like you have days that you don't have clients and you're not going to get paid and that's the same thing with uh, owning your business, the yeah. downfall is that when you own a business and you're not bringing clients, you have overhead costs. As yeah. somebody who's working for commission, 
you don't have that problem. I mean, right. you don't have an overhead yeah, cost. You might probably not. go work somewhere else. <laughs> yeah, you know, you might not have made as much, you know, in that month, but mm-hmm. you're not having to worry about everything else, which can be a really big plus, especially when you're new to the industry in any sense. Maybe you're already, you know, an esthetician, but now you have an advanced license. You're you're still new to that part of the industry. It's so nice to just be able to focus on growing your clientele, growing your skill set, and just focusing on that and not having to worry about all the other stressors. Yeah. And, you know, even if you do hourly, you can still have options for commission because a lot of hourly jobs will offer you, you know, 10% on the packages that you sell or, you know, additional percentage for all of your retail that you sell. Some places pay you hourly plus a percentage for each service. So you just Mm -hmm. need to look into what are they offering you, sit down and really think about it and look at your options and just go with your gut. I think going yeah. with your gut is important. I remember when I was first um, deciding what job to take and, you know, back to choosing the school at the Aesthetics Institute, they, they really set you up. If you want to be set up, they will set you up. They help you with your resume. They help you reach out to places that are hiring. They even sent people referrals uh, to me. I had a spa reach out to me saying that I was referred to them by the school. I never even applied for it. And instructors that are going to care about you and your future. And I remember I was um, deciding between two jobs. I had actually already accepted a job at a body sculpting place in Wilsonville. And then me and Jess started talking about um, working for here, her here in Salem at Beautify. And I was so torn because I, my gut was telling me, go with Jess you are meant for this girl, go with Jess. But my mind was telling me, uh, the other one is a better opportunity. Yeah, this is, this is more reliable, more stable because it was an hourly versus commission. It was a little bit bigger business versus a smaller business. And I called the school and talked to my instructor and she said, do not take that job in Wilsonville. You are going to hate it. <laughs> she said, trust yourself. You go take that other job. You are going to love it. You're going to be able to do way more, way happier, and you're going to grow, and you're going to do great. And I got off the phone, and I called my mom, and my mom's like, no, no, take the job in Wilsonville. And I was like, no, mom. I was like, I have to go. I have have to do this. I'm going to try it, and if I fail, I'll I'll just look for a different job. I love my parents, but I'm not going to take advice (laughs) because they haven't done this. I mean... I would take an advice from somebody who has done this, what I'm doing, and they know what we're talking about. Because yeah. if they don't have an experience, they're, uh, they're talking out of their experience and our experiences don't have to be the same. Yeah. And same like you, I'm also, I also go with the energy. If I, mm-hmm. like, I'm a, like, I'm really good with reading somebody else's energy and I can tell like, okay, this is yeah. going to work out or this is not going to work out. I can immediately feel it in my bones. And that's what happened with, uh, yeah. with Jess, with me as well. Because I also had a job offer the day before I met Jess and they were like, oh, the you have the job and what do you have to say? And I told them, I said, I have an interview tomorrow. I will let you guys know. Yeah. And I also had to sit down and think about it that um, with Jess, I mean, initially, like I'm not going to be busy. It's not going to be that busy because I have to bring the clients. And also, yeah, even though she is helping us to get clients, but it's also our job to also yeah. advertise as much as we definitely. can. The money side is definitely down for right now. But long term, you want to grow with somebody who's also caring for you. Yeah. Um, for for me, that was the plus point working with Jess. And I was like, you know what, this is the place I want to go with because I can tell I can see my future. I can tell where I'm going to end up. And that's what ended up happening. And that's where I was like, you know what, let me go to advanced aesthetic school. Maybe I'll yeah. be able to like like laser and offer laser treatments and stuff. I, know. I still remember yeah. the first day you came in too. Yeah, I remember you too as well. Like you had a very soft and sweet energy about yourself. That was that was something I was like, you know what? I want to work with people who are nice because I have 
I have worked with toxic people before. Yeah. Like a lot of po uh, politics and drama and everything. That's why one day we had a client to like booked with me and I was like, I was really anxious. I was like, I got to talk to Miranda that I hope she doesn't feel like I took her client or anything. <laughs> and you were just so chill about it. She's like, ma'am, I'm fine. Okay. And I'm like, oh, okay. I'm, I'm not used to working yeah. with good people people yes like my workplace has been pretty toxic that's yeah. important too um and you know initially we didn't even think about touching on this but I think we should yeah. when you go in and you are interviewing at a job like take a second to look around see yeah how people are yeah, because those are going to be your employees and those are going to be people you share clients with yeah like you are going to share clients with the people that you work with it's just going to mm -hmm. happen naturally and it's a good thing it's a positive thing and you want to make sure that you're working with people that see it in the same way. I have no problem sharing a client with Razia and vice versa. Yeah. You know, we can bounce people around. And we have a lot of clients that actually see both of us or all three of us. And yeah. it's so fun when I have a client come in and they're raving about, like, the green peel yeah. that they just did with you. And they're showing me their skin like, oh, I love Razia. Look at my skin looks so good from my green peel or their acne is down or whatever. And then they're doing something with me and like and vice versa thing. yeah it just makes the whole atmosphere really fun and I think it's fun for clients too to come in and yeah they can read the energy definitely yeah. I mean they can tell um I mean working with you and Jess it never never feels like I'm working with like people who might not get along with me or anything yeah. it's always a very calm and chill environment I can just speak my mind if something bothers me I can just literally come to you and tell you yeah and that that's the type of work environment you should look for and it's not easy I didn't find this in my first year of like coming out of school like I have been in the industry since like 2012 and now it's like 2023 so it's yeah. been 11 years so in this 11 years this is my first year having to work with people that I truly enjoy and yeah. One of the reasons that I'm like, you know what? I kind of am comfortable here. <laughs> <laughs> well, because so. you said in Dallas it was, like, way more um, competitive, right? Yeah, it is. Yeah. yeah, and you know what? Here, in at least in the Salem area, I feel like estheticians are so supportive of each other. Like, I even go get facials done by other girls all the time. Yeah. Even though I can sit at home and do it myself, it's so nice to go out and support somebody else and have somebody else, like, just to just be able to lay there and have somebody else do it. It's not as yeah. fun doing yourself a facial, but, and there are people that I've had to refer out to before too. Like I get a client and I just don't think that I have the right skill set for them. It's nice to be able to refer them out to yeah. other people. So just a little recap on our episode. Um, we talked about what is being an advanced esthetician. Mm -hmm. uh, is it even worth being an advanced esthetician, which uh, ends up on being like on you. You have to look yeah. into if it's something you want to do, if it's something you want to pursue, like doing the advanced modalities yeah. and treatments. Yeah. Uh, also looking into your scope of practice in your state, because yeah. some state, even though you might be an advanced or master esthetician, you might not be able to do some of the modalities that you're looking into. Right. So doing your research properly and then finding the right school, going with the school that has the best equipments. They have, even though they're a little bit expensive, you still want mm -hmm. to, like, it's going to pay off at the end when you have the better experience with yes. them. And then eventually moving on to the career is that whether you want to do job, which is salary-based or commission-based, or whether you want to start your own practice. My advice is first go with the job. That's yeah. how I would say. I would say like, I'm not about not taking risk. I want to take risks and I have taken risks, but calculated risk is always better yeah. than just like closing your eyes and jumping into it. I'm like, sure. you know what? I'm just going to start it. 
you know, yeah. don't do that. Um, I mean, if, if you got it and you have the flexibility and you have the finances to yeah, go for it, go for it. But if you don't, don't be afraid to, to look for a for, job. Yeah. Yeah. Set goals for yourself. If at the end of the day you want to own a practice or you want to do something, it can happen for you. I mean, five years ago, I looked into laser and also I looked into chemical peels and microneedling. And that's when I decided I was like, you know what? Yes, I would be able to get a job easily at a med spa if I do know how to do laser versus just a chemical peel and microneedling. Mm -hmm. But I'm still going to go with this one because it was uh, much cheaper than the laser school or whatever. Within a year and a half, I was able to find the job at the uh, Atlanta Face and Body, even though I didn't find the job as a medical esthetician. I found a job as a surgical tech. But still, I mean, that goal is now being coming to like into its reality, which today I'm going to school for it. It can happen. You just have to set goals and have that vision that, okay, this is in like five to 10 years. That's where I want to end up. I don't have a number for myself. I never think like, oh, I need to have this thing accomplished by this time period. I just have it in my head and I know that this is what I want to do one day and I'm going to achieve it. Uh, So I'm probably if it is owning a med spa or something and I if I don't own it now, maybe 10 years, 20 years down the road, I'll be like, oh, you know what? This is a time for adventure. Let's start a med spa. So just have like goals set up for yourself, something that you can accomplish and just hold yourself accountable. Take small actions towards it. And I think it's definitely worth it if you want to do advanced aesthetics license. It's expensive as fucking hell. (laughs) Yeah, (sighs) it is expensive. It's a nice little pretty penny, but... I do think it's totally worth it, too. Yeah. And it's so fun. You're going to really make is. that money back. Yeah. It opens up um, your scope of practice and just gives you so many more different services that you can do and keep yourself busy and keep things fresh. Yeah. And also enjoy enjoy your steps along the way. Yeah. It's yeah. all about the journey, not yeah. the destination. So yeah. just enjoy the journey. Keep learning. Uh, you're going to get there. We all started from zero. There was yeah. a time I didn't even fucking know how to thread an eyebrow. My, uh, yeah. It <laughs> yeah. Was, yeah, so yeah, there was a time that I was buying Walmart shelf products. Oh my god, we should talk about <laughs> the fucked up mistakes we have done as an esthetician yes. in next episode. Yeah, that's actually a great so idea. Fun. Okay, that's a great yeah, idea. that's um, you would be amazed the things I have done. Oh, same here. Yeah. Yeah, we'll save this for another time because yeah. I could really get into this right now. And yeah. But that's all we have for this episode. I hope you guys enjoyed it. Make sure you share it with your friends and family who are actually into aesthetics or learning about skin. And if yeah. there is a new esthetician, you go for it. You're going to do it. You're going to be good. Don't doubt yourself. Have mm-hmm. faith. It's going to happen for you too. Yeah, I agree. Uh, anyways, guys, keep, keep glowing, glowing. Keep, keep growing. growing. Bye. <laughs> Bye.